Hey guys, it's me, Shanna Montana, and I'm just here to let you all know that our new Savage Summer Collection dropped on July 3rd, and we are loving the support. So be sure to visit our website today at www.tobesingleornottobe.com so you can make your purchase and rock your apparel all Savage Summer long. listening to the podcast To Be Single or Not To Be by Shanna Montana, a podcast where we talk about the single life, dating, and relationships so you can make a decision at the end of each episode to be single or not to be. So today's topic is entanglement. And I'm sure you guys saw that one coming. Um, this was this was a topic that at first, you know, when the whole thing came out about Jada and Aug, as they called him, August Alcina, which was crazy <laughs> to me that they was in their college. Yeah, that nickname. was so weird. But... I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, initially I was like, you know, and it's still, I was like, that's none of my business. We don't know if it's true. Um, you know, people are allowed to do what they want in their marriage, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm not going to talk about that. But then as time went on, I felt one, since this is a podcast around relationships in all ways, shapes and forms, this podcast does not hold judgment in any arena. Um, I felt it was a conversation that would be good to have because it's deeper than just the the, the play on the word entanglement. And I think today we're going to be able to touch on quite a few subjects to shed some light, give some insight, and hopefully be able to walk away with a, a different and renewed vision on this and you know what we can do to move forward in a positive way from this when it might not be seen as such a positive thing to a lot of people. So that said, I wanted to bring on two individuals who you all have heard on the podcast many times before, um, but also who I know could add great value based on their expertise. Um, so the first one I want to have, of course, the married insights. We have our in-house <laughs> wife, Tori, on. Say hello to the listeners. Hey, y'all. And we have Positively Meek. We have her on as our now in-house therapist, who we know is going to bring the heat with giving us, you know, the real on what's happening here. Say hello to the listeners. Hey, everybody. All right. So, Shamik, I want to start with you because last night um, I saw on your Instagram, which was so awesome, you put a video up about what the actual definition of the word entanglement is. And it was crazy because even today when I got on Facebook, somebody was like, if you if you uh, know someone who just found out that the word entanglement is a real word, you need to unfollow them now. <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah, because, you know, we're all making jokes about it um, because Jada did get creative as, as those people do. They are the masters of controlling the narrative. Um, mm -hmm. So she tried to throw that word in there. And as Will said, he had to pull a Jada on Jada. Like, let's call a thing a thing. Mm -hmm. What did you really have going on? So we'll start with you, Mika, to tell the listeners, what, what's the actual definition? What is an entanglement? So we're going to go with the most simple definition. So, you know, instead of giving like there's so many versions mm -hmm. and different areas in which you can be entangled. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the means in which Jada was using it, it is simply a complicated or compromising relationship or situation. Okay. And so based on that, it sounds like she wasn't trying to be sketchy or shady. She really was just using the word that was most applicable to her situation. Mm -hmm. Would that be fair to yep. say? That, that's very. very fair to say. Can I put it out? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we can dip deep on it later, but, or, you know, as we progress through the conversation, I just think that her 
first of all, Jada's very smart. Yeah, she's a Virgo. Number one. <laughs> number two, she's an actress. No, yes, number two. Number three, <laughs> she's very powerful. So I think she knew what she was doing when she used the oh, particular yeah. word entanglement. Oh, yeah. In terms oh, yeah. of knowing that people are going to get caught up with that word. Yeah. And almost, I don't want to say she was being manipulative in that moment, but making a way for people to kind of dismiss or discount the value of the conversation that they were having. I think so. In the word, yeah. I agree with that too, because mm-hmm. I think that she could have easily said I was in a relationship, even though entanglement is an accurate description right. for the average person. Mm-hmm. If we are sitting here talking about said relationship with this person, you could have just said I was in a relationship. So all the things that you said are applicable because they, again, can control the narrative like no other. Yes. And right. for me to use, Shana- oh, go ahead. Oh, I just want, so even when we look at, so I want to, the first time I heard entanglement, honestly, was in physics. Okay. So in, in regards to quantum entanglement, a class I didn't even like, just putting that out there too. <laughs> but, you know, science major, you have to, you have to take it. So I just want to like tell the audience what the definition of a quantum entanglement okay. is, because I think when I heard her say entanglement, that's what I thought of. And I was like, dog, girl, you got it. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, so that was, because. A quantum entanglement is a physical phenomenon that occurs when a pair or group of particles is generated, interact, or share spatial proximity in a way that such the quantum state of each particle of the pair or group cannot be described independently of the state of the others, including when the particles are separated by a large distance. Mm, that sounds super like a, a web. That sounds like what August described. Yeah, anyway, exactly. So August was in a the quantum irony. entanglement. <laughs> The irony of it all. Yeah, it truly comes back home. And that makes sense because I've never heard of a quantum entanglement because I don't, you know, I don't have any reason to be in that kind of class to yeah, learn that. But science definitely you, in my you have just enlightened yes. us. But that does exactly sound like what August was saying. So tell me this as we go into it. What did you all think when the when the August first put it out there because as we know for the listeners that may or may not know this has been rumored for about two or three years now where August has said certain things people have asked him certain things he made a song and he used her middle name in it talking about a woman he was in love with so when this came out for me this was actually my first time hearing about them rumored being together because I just don't follow follow August Alcina like that so when the when it started to hit the social media waves what were you all's initial thoughts when you heard it coming from August um well, initially, I heard the rumors long ago, like years ago. Okay. Um, and I think they did come from August, but I don't ever remember having like an interview or him actually saying it. Right. I think they just had pictures where they were on vacation and everything like that. So it wasn't like I believed it because honestly, I know everybody kind of idolizes, for lack of a better word, Will and Jada's relationship. But Will and Jada have never just been on my radar like that. I right. knew that they were like big in that industry, but they were just never that couple that I looked to for like inspo. Yeah. So I guess I just care I can care less really um, <laughs> when the <laughs> when the rumors initially came out. It wasn't something that I believe wholeheartedly, but I didn't doubt it. Yeah. And that's um, how I think too, because even like I said before, I think they are quote unquote America's favorite couple. But right. I don't have couples like that. Like I don't personally I don't have relationship goals. Like I don't yeah. look at any other couple and say, oh I want that because it was funny. I saw a meme, you know, J. Cole has a song saying, I want that Will and Jada love. And somebody was like, y'all still want that Will and Jada love. <laughs> right. So, like, that's what you want. <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't have relationship goals because what I do understand is that we are all on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. And I know that 
I've been in situations that were very beautiful to the outside, to people looking at pictures of us. And I was living in, in purgatory, fooling with that brother, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I know that you, you, if you aren't with somebody 24 seven, you don't know what their relationship is like. And I also know that everybody has to create their own love and their own relationship. And they're all going to be uniquely different. So for the same reasons, yeah. you know, I think one thing when I would look at Will and Jada, I, what would always just come to mind for me is like, they've been married for a very long mm -hmm. time. That says something. I don't know if it's, you know, been mm -hmm. a happy marriage or not, but they've been, they done stuck it out for a long time. You know, that's pretty much where my thoughts would go. So like you, Tori, I think that's why when I initially heard of it, I was like, I don't really care. And then the, it kept, the interview kept coming up on my timeline. So finally I was like, I'm not about to watch the whole thing, but I will go to um, <laughs> the segment where he talks about it, which was like maybe a minute. Yeah. And so after I listened to it, I was like, I don't even know what he just said. Like I tried to listen to it like twice, but sometimes in my opinion, August Og has a very, cause I'm calling by his nickname. Og has a very, um, <laughs> even in his documentary to me, he struggles to articulate things in a way that I understand. And it may just be me. Some people may get it, but I found, I was like, he's trying to say something here, but I don't know what he's saying. So I'm not about to put no more energy into it. And so I just kind of left it at that until, you know, Jada came out. Like I got to bring y'all to bring myself to the table. And I'm like, Hmm, yeah. Okay, let me see. So, uh, uh, Shamika, what was your initial thought when you heard it? Initial thought is these are celebrities. Everybody got some form of disclosure. Mm. Everybody got publicists. So whatever story this is, you know, maybe it's to garner more attention. Yeah. Or even the fact of the light of we never going to know the whole story. Because mm. we still never going to know the whole story. Yeah, and if you got a great team, they're not gonna let you look, you know, look no type of way. That's and that's why the red table um, talk was twelve minutes long. Girl, <laughs> girl and they tomorrow, that was just the first Can part. Can I just say that, that we really need a part two? That, that pissed me off. Okay, <laughs> how are your other red table talk an hour, hour thirty minutes? But when it comes, when you on the hot spot, twelve minutes, not even fifteen minutes. You're not even gonna get no coin from that on YouTube because it's not long enough. Look, I will say again. <laughs> Who is the, the masters of controlling the narrative, <laughs> honey? By and I will admit it. By the end of it, you know, we'll get into the talk. By the end of it, I was laughing and kicking with them. I don't know what I happened. Mean... <laughs> <laughs> Girl, that exit. I was like, no, they did not just they, say bad. They sure did, life. and you what? better know. They said we ride together, we die together. Bad marriage for life. And my thing is this: is they marriage? They Ooh. can say what they want if that's how they want to live. I think it's another part when we get into it later. We can say get into it later. We just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, you're doing that. I think it's it's a wake up call for people to realize stop having these relationship goals. I mm -hmm. think that you can be inspired by certain things. I think, but you should not idolize people. And I think, like I mentioned before, I think it's if you see somebody married for 25 years, I'm not gonna necessarily say it's great because you might be might have been unhappy for 24 of them. I don't know. But if I want to mm -hmm. use something as you know my leverage to say, well, I hope to be in a 25 year happy marriage, you know, mm -hmm. that it can be done. So yeah, it was very, very, very enlightening. So that said, you know, the interview dropped. Everybody had their thoughts yeah. on it. Initially, I'm like, and go ahead. I was going to say, too, like, so for me, being, you know, it ain't about age, but being in my late 20s, mm -hmm. um, the Will and Jada that I came to know in the age when I could understand relationships was always they had an open marriage. But you rumor. know, I think that was rumored because like they've said several times on the Red Table Talk, they were like, we they admitted on there at one point when they did the family one, they said we mm -hmm. don't have an open marriage. We've never said that. 
And basically, it's just been rumored, but I think it might be rumored because I always stay in Hollywood. A lot of times we hear rumors. Most of it has some truth to it. And I think that yes. things might be said because as they talked about now, there were times in their marriage where they weren't together. And so when they were dealing with other people, those other people, I'm sure, mm -hmm. were running their mouth to the point where it's like, oh, Hollywood knows that Jada got a side piece. Will got a side piece. Their marriage must be open. Mm -hmm. You know, so to some extent, whether they want to say it or not, it damn sure was. Yeah, because we and we talked about this, you know, earlier. It's the way that we def we define relationships based off how we know them. To yeah. Be. And in our religious context and in the way we view society or the majority of society view society, um, you must have an open relationship if y'all still going to be together, but other people are part of it. And that's like, pretty much how society uh, views it. Yeah. So I, when I heard the rumors or heard August talk, it was one of those, like, once again, like, this must be some publicity stuff because it wasn't that I thought what he was saying was untrue. Mm -hmm. It was just more or less, I wonder how much it's going to be said before he gets told. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Especially when you are dealing with a, a, a couple as powerful as the Smiths. And I think that's yeah. why after that interview um, that happened with, it was with Angela Yee, that he said what he said and then he really didn't say anything else about it. And then next thing we know, um, you know, Jay, like Jada said that her publicist put out a statement. She was like, we never said that. And I think, you know, this is the first time also we've ever really seen the Smiths respond to rumors. But that shows you how times have changed, because typically, you know, this could have went on for uh, weeks, days, months, whatever. I never thought that Jada was going to come out and say anything, because guess what? As we know, the way we're talking about this right now, it will be old news next week. Yep. So that said. What did you also, now that we've talked about the initial thoughts, where now that we have the initial thoughts, we have the red table talk, we have Will and Jada stance on everything. What are you all's thoughts on the situation just like overall? So my thoughts on this situation overall is that in terms of, so this is something we would have said in school and even when we talking to clients, mm -hmm. let's not get caught up in the context. What's the process? Okay, right. There's a lot of different themes and and just generational issues that occurred or have come to light since that whole relationship mm -hmm. um, was brought okay. up. And in terms of that, how do we use this to continue to, you know, better ourselves, gain healing, and not just you know, continue a narrative that is just going to hurt us in the long run. So I want to ask you this, Shamika, because this goes directly to something we kind of talked about before the podcast. But you're, you're talking about the healing and how it can better the narrative. How do we connect this to the to mental health? Because right now we know that mental health, I would say in the past year or two years, has become more of a conversation that the black community is having necessarily. And, you know, mm -hmm. we've heard, we've seen the comments, the posts, where people talk about, you know, August was in a bad mental state. Jada knew that, you know, August should have went to a professional. Jada shouldn't have been trying to help him, you know. So what role does you do you think mental health plays in all of this? Because I think that's a positive that we can take from it. Yes, definitely. Um, this helps better. I don't know if I should say this helps. This brings light to another reason why mental health should not be a stigma in our or as stigmatized in our community. Mm -hmm. We should not only be able to acknowledge when we need help, but also be able to know where to find the right. help. Because once again, even in 
that piece where it was Jada acknowledging that, you know, Aug, as we're calling him, <laughs> came to, you know, asking for help and she was helping with his physical health and she stated, she was like, you know, maybe that's a childhood thing for me. Like, I, I like to help mm-hmm. people. But when we talk about hurt people hurting people, we're not always talking about someone who got hurt in a relationship jumping to another relationship. Mm-hmm. We're not just talking about um, somebody who got bullied, so now they bully mm-hmm. people. Like, hurt people hurt people is applicable anytime you're in a situation where you feel like because you went through something you can help somebody else mm-hmm. do it if you haven't healed from mm-hmm. yourself yet and not only in the sense of that but she's talking about her childhood traumas and she's talking about oh he made me happy but what happens when you've come to get joy or happiness in a manner in which yes we have a society where it's like be selfish sis be selfish bro but being selfish to the point you honestly are not able to be aware of how you are impacting mm-hmm. others is the selfish we say don't yeah. do. It's one thing to be selfish and go out and live, quote unquote, your best mm-hmm. life, um, but being smart and being protected while doing so. And when we say protection, we don't just mean using rubbers. We mean also how are you protecting your heart and protecting those around right. you. Because, yes. you know, when you hurt people, oftentimes those hurt people are either going to hurt you or hurt others in the process. So protection also means how are you being smart in a manner of which your actions are not, you know, creating consequences for others who aren't even involved in this. And I think that's where the mental health piece comes in there. The sense that yes, Jada was, you know, in a sense in a role that was like, are you, have you did the work Jada to be in that Mm. role? Um, Because even her being his religious guy, like so many things that like, how many layers counseling, sleeping with you? How am I going to, you on a religious journey and do we even know what her religion is like just so many questions questions that Um, we do not have answers for mm -hmm. and then also in so many ways being like a mother figure to him and then crossing that line just like so much like we family but that's just like when you at the cookout you Mm -hmm. know and you know, dude be like, oh, she like a sister to me and everybody like thinking to themselves like hold up, which version because you know there was a point I learned in college when people be like, oh, that's my sister, that's my brother. People be asking, like, how many times did they see Baby. Before? Somebody, I don't Because I don't play like, those yeah, sister-brother games. Oh, I don't either. If, I if, got I, if you my man before. and you some of this my sister, if y'all don't have the same mom and daddy, that's not your sister. That is and, I, and my assumption is that y'all have had sex at some point, you know. Yeah. So I don't play those so. games. I tell people most times when I have guys I'm close to, I'll say, like, this is, like, my really good guy friend. You know, mm-hmm. no, nah, you're not my brother. Or I have a few people, like, high school friends that we call, you know, like, this is my brother, this is my sister, you know. But for the most part, no, nah, we don't play them games. So because of things like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to answer your question, the, the mental health piece is let's use this to advocate for more resources being known because, the help is there. Yeah. Oh, I think that Shamika, everything that you were saying definitely resonates. And I think when it comes to mental health and healing people, you know, even though, you know, you can't make a grown person do anything. I think when you have the resources and things available and you can show a person the direction to go in, that's always helpful. But I also think yes. the responsibility comes down for this situation where you have like Jada and Aug. I think that sometimes because we know in, in life we have, I would say you have a second mom, which is most times maybe like your best friend's mom, or you have mm-hmm. like an aunt that you go to for advice, or you have mm-hmm. a friend that you go to. You have certain people that you look up to and you go to for help and for certain things. But I think, and this is a situation where 
you know, the responsibility comes on both ends of the spectrum because I think that August should have been able, which I don't, I don't know what state he was in. You know, they say he was very sick. I don't know what capacity of sickness he was in, but I think that if he was that ill, then I think that it should have been where it possibly where Will and Jada were to say, okay, if you are this sick, we definitely have the resources to get you the right professionals to help. Right. You. Let's refer you. Yeah. Let's <laughs> refer you versus having mother Jada come in here and try to <laughs> heal you. And then I think, you know, on that end for Jada and then you could just serve in a capacity as being a support system behind the professional. So, you know, but that is the role she said she was serving. So like on the red table talk, mm. she even stated, she was like, we were even able to find him people to help with his physical illness. Like she, okay. she stated, like she basically stated he came to us. Yeah. Because we have connections and we use those connections. And then as time went on. Mm. As time went on, as he, as he got, it seems like else. as he got better, they probably got closer. And it's, Which is what. Yeah. Yes. So it's like instead of her taking another step back, her and Will were already doing bad. She had an itch she needed to scratch. Yeah. And I eat some. <laughs> look, and she said, I'm about to let this young man scratch it now. <laughs> Single Shana had <laughs> my thoughts, <laughs> but you were married woman, so that's how another story. But again, I forgot about that part. They did use the resources, and I think as time went on, as you know, the more time you spend with somebody, you can get caught up in things like that, and especially if you are living in a world of distress, if your marriage is going through its own troubles. But again, back to the point at hand the mental health basically should be handled by mental health professionals and you support yes. from afar. So now do y'all think that, and I'll start with you, Tori, do you think that August was wrong for speaking on this at this point? I don't. Okay. I, girl, this whole situation really right here. I'll start from what I mean by, I don't think he's wrong because his truth is his truth. Right. And mm-hmm. at the bottom, and at the bottom, I guess the foundation of it all, that was his interview. Yeah. Um, he even decided not to go into detail about that. Like, he knew exactly what Angela Yee was talking about. And mm-hmm. he didn't even say Jada's name. He said, I got permission from Will. And mm-hmm. then from there, everybody knew what he was talking about. But he didn't even he didn't even want to cross those lines to say it. But he wanted to also make sure that his truth was his truth. Right. So that nothing else can be, no other ideas or rumors can be skewed around that to, like, I guess, taint his image. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think he was wrong and talk to that i don't like how he's being victimized um explain when you say you don't like how he's being victimized what do you mean not victimized um kind of attack i'm sorry okay but just in terms of like august knew what he was doing and then for years up until that 12 minute red table talk Mm -hmm. jada has let august sit out here Oh yeah, and be talked about for years, and um, even in the red table talk, she talked about how um, August decided to basically never talk to her again. Like she said, she hasn't talked to him in years. Yeah, cut off. It, it almost seemed like she was offended. Like you know, I respect that, but you know, he he decided to cut all ties with me, and it's kind of like, duh. Like yeah, I get it, but she did say understandably so. She said, you know, he cut her off, and I I feel sad that. It was best for him because if he was caught up where he had fallen in love with her, I think, you know, she never used the term that she was in love. She said she cared for him. So I think that, you know, her being more mature, older, whatever the case may be, he probably was in love. She had feelings for him. But when she realized that, you know, I'm going to stick it out with Will and he realized that I'm just a pawn in this game. Right. And he's like, I'm out. But I do agree with what you're saying in regards to 
um, it's his truth. So I don't think, I, me too, I don't think that he was wrong for speaking out on it. And I think ultimately, That's if they true. didn't want him to speak on it at all, they should have had him sign an NDA. That's, <laughs> I swear to you, when it dropped, <laughs> my cousin had posted like a funny meme and mm-hmm. was just like, dang, August out here losing. I'm like, well, where's NDA? Yeah. Will and Jada are way too rich. And I hate to say it like that, but they're just, you're just of a certain too class powerful. to where you shouldn't be doing anything without an NDA. Like yeah. nobody should be able to come vacuum your floor in your house. Without yeah, it. without <laughs> signing an NDA. So it has to just be. I Ain't think no cleaning lady around. I think that, but that also speaks to the testament of probably the space that Jada was in too. You I know that agree. that yeah, she was in vulnerable. such a, a vulnerable and broken space where she just her head just wrapped up in the clouds. Where you know we just gonna do this, and I'm just I'm just gonna trust that this is going to stay between me and you mm-hmm. and you know look look where we are now so, but to me that was i'm sorry I didn't no you're fine but um just the origin of that relationship august was friends with Jaden, and that's that's what i heard close, close to jada to even know her to seek her as an advisor or her and will as some type of mentor mm-hmm. that's how it got there so I, it's just kind of like is that another layer where yeah that's a whole nother like where were the boundaries like there were none she talked like about why boundaries. did you there weren't any right like how were you that able to get become that vulnerable to where august knew that this was an opportunity for you and him to even entangle with, the, with like whatever you know doing. it's like i imagine like how on the soap operas you know he getting, <laughs> he's getting his healing they get together she coming over she helping and one day they sit there and look in each other's eyes and then they have this kiss and then it just goes from there. Like I've made it up all in my head. That's so. literally how it had to happen. That's the only it way. had to. I don't see it was anything where he approached her like, "Hey, Jada, what's up?" Or she approached him. I think it was just they were probably in the in the space for so long. They were going through their healing. They both got their own trauma. And you know, a lot of times how people wind up in them situations, it does turn into you know you're around somebody, you have an attraction. I say this too for the people that believe in astrology or not. They are both Virgos. I'm a Virgo. I do know this for a fact. Virgo and Virgo have a strong chemistry. It's toxic, wow. but it's strong. Every Virgo, I can meet a dude right now and be like, okay, uh, if, if he like, you know, feeling me, I'm like, you a Virgo, I can already tell, you know. So Virgo <laughs> and Virgo is just a toxic energy. I would never be a part of it, but it says something as far as what I know as to probably how they had some kind of attraction and then one day somebody, um, somebody looked at somebody and somebody <laughs> kissed somebody somebody rubbed a hand or a leg you know it just I feel like it was just an eventual thing even though I've made it all <laughs> up in my head you know <laughs> so what that helps you? it make a little bit more sense hopefully I hope I, it, I like hope it went down like that. that it wasn't like she really was just out here plotting on this on her son's uh friend I hope it was in that context so Shamika what would you say do you think that you know August was wrong for speaking on his truth or was it you know his to speak on so, <laughs> layers. Um, as T Baby stated, <laughs> he is a he. He's right to speak on his truth. Is his? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What it gets complicated is when individuals want to speak on their truth, but it includes other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, while you are speaking on your truth, you're still opening the door mm-hmm. for others to come in and speak their truths. And as we know, it's always multiple sides to a story. Always. When you get caught up in listening to one side of the story and taking that side, you know, to be true, that's when oftentimes not only do the people in the story get hurt, but the, the audience gets hurt because then you realize that people are capable of way more than what you thought. Mm-hmm. And the way people are even capable of a, manipulating a situation. 
Because it's always going to be he did, she did, or they did, mm-hmm. and never what was done first and then what was done in retaliation. Right. right? And then also in talking about August speaking on the relationship, it's like, how you going to get mad at him for speaking on their relationship at the time? He's speaking on their relationship. Right. It's it's a scissor thing, except we ain't talking about her man, my <laughs> man, and they man. Like, we talking about his woman, my woman, our woman. This is you know true. And like, that's very true. And I think what you said stands out about this reminds me of people who watch Queen Sugar when Nova wrote that book. And she was like, I'm just telling the truth. You tell, okay, we write a book about you. Don't bring up any of us in this. So I think that while he wasn't wrong for speaking on, I do agree with what you're saying in regards to August, you involved somebody else, even though it did happen. So you just have to be mindful that, you know, you could speak on it by saying, you know, I was involved with somebody. This happened, but then you know, like you said, he didn't say her name, but he said Will's name clearly. So you still name drop. Yeah, you still name drop. So (laughs) I would, you know, yeah. So (laughs) and that sounded crazy. So I'm just like, I don't know. You know, we can't say you're wrong for speaking, but you have to be mindful when Mm -hmm. other parties are involved if you have not gotten explicit permission. Now, and the follow up, mm -hmm. and I just say the follow up to that too is once again, this man is seeking healing, Mm -hmm. like. I don't know how love works for everybody. Um, <laughs> can't even speak on it for me because I'm still growing in life. Right. But sometimes when you get hurt, truly hurt by somebody that loves you, mm-hmm. you have to just drop off the face for a minute. Yeah. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to see them. We destroying everything that reminds me. Man, what? And yeah. I may even hear that they talking crap about me and et cetera, but I'm not going to touch it because it's still mm-hmm. wrong. Yep. Like I want to be able to speak about it when it don't hurt. Yeah. Or better yet, I may never speak. I on may it never maybe, speak on it. Yeah. Maybe the healing I got was that I had to give myself closure. You wouldn't give me, mm-hmm. so I don't need to talk to you because everything you saying wasn't already a lie. Yep. Or it's to get attention and to build your own fan base. So I don't need to speak on that. Yep. Like I'm a I'm a hold to what I know to be true. Right. I'm gonna get the forgiveness that I need to get for myself. Yep. Connect to who I need to connect to, and. For lack of better words, sometimes you just got to burn that bridge. And that's yeah. another way of thinking about that, too. This may be August's way of finally burning the bridge. It may be. And sometimes mm-hmm. to burn the bridge, you have to speak your truth and also make sure you never go back. And for some people, that's hard. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that. I just put it simply that way. I can understand that. Sometimes you got to burn the bridge to know that you will, you will not go back yeah. to, in their words, that entanglement. Because I want to be free from the tangles. And that makes so right. much sense. Like, he's might have been like, this is my final piece. I'm going to put this out here. I'm going to say this. I'm going to burn this bridge. So there is no ever going back. When I see you, don't speak to me. Like, yep. it's nothing I really more. I think that's what that was. And I just kind of feel like... Um, and that just speaks to... <laughs> Because you you have to be careful sometimes of how what you say may influence or hurt the people around you um, and the people that you love. But mm-hmm. and that goes to their level of responsibility. And I know a lot of times we like to say celebrities are just humans. They are. Yeah. However, However. <laughs> you are in a certain position, just like a pastor. Yes, he is human. He's going to go through things. But he is in a position where... You have to absolutely make sure you're being intentional and mm-hmm. there is purposeful action in whatever you're doing. And although humans do fall, you're going to make mistakes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was very irresponsible of both of them. Honestly, he was younger. So, I mean, 
whatever. But <laughs> both of them, it was very irresponsible for them to get into something that they knew eventually could cause public humiliation to not only themselves. Because the first people I thought about, honestly, wasn't even Will Smith. I thought about those kids because they yeah. have from the beginning. Like, yeah. Jaden has always been known to have issues um, growing up. Willow has songs about how she's dealt with self-esteem issues. And, and they talk about it a lot on the show. They talk about it a lot. And although it's not directly tied to their parenting, now on top of dealing with that, trying to find myself, becoming an adult, becoming e- efficient, you know, being a self-efficient adult, now I have to deal with the fact that my mom is basically in the public eye with somebody who I consider to be a friend. Mm. And for, I mean, at the bottom of it, had an affair with this man. And so people are going to yeah. come to me. I'm pretty sure people are in their comments, DMs. Well, I hope, my hope is this from all of that, because it is older news. And I think just from what it we is. know on the outside with the Smiths, that they've talked about this with their kids and that their kids are not saying, you know, that they're going to deal with the best, but I hope that, it seems like they would have sat down to have these conversations to talk about what happened and why it happened and for them to use their resources to continue to try to get their kids the help. Because I think too, um, also, you know, for Willow to be able to even sit there at the red table talking for them. Also, I think their family has gone through so many journeys together Yes, to even now be at the point where, you know, her, the mom and the daughter have this show. Then I think it's been some sort of healing where they understand that, but they also are aware that, yeah, you may need to just turn your comments off on social media for a while because, you know, people are, are ignorant and will hop in your comments. Like it's really going to do something. So can I, um, can I bring a point of information? So when we're talking about how we're viewing this relationship and, Etc. I just want to bring up that from what Jada did say at the Red Table Talk mm-hmm. to now, um, outside of, you know, her and Will apparently being, you know, not together. We're talking when we talked about the NDA, it, you know, it was a, it was laughing, but also the fact that maybe it wasn't just talking about Jada coming from a broken place. Like she, we will say that I thought we were over. Like he, yeah. he was coming He said, back. I thought he I was never going to talk to you. He said, I, he said yeah. I was done with your ass. Yeah, so I was maybe, done with your ass. <laughs> maybe Jada didn't need an NDA. That was a relationship. She didn't, why would you need an NDA for a relationship you don't have to hide? That's, that makes sense hiding? now I didn't think about that. That makes sense as to why she probably was like, like we done, like I don't, I don't care who knows. Yeah. And then in terms of the you know um huh, the piece about you know Og and his age yes the man was legal I mean depending on you know four or five years ago as she stated when this or you know four to four and a half years ago when you know she stated this happened um we already know that women mature faster than men oh we yeah that. science has also told us that even for all adults, it ain't till you about 25, maybe, that your hypothalamus... 27, you know, I think. It might yeah, be further. Or further than that, that it actually, you know, is intact. So, mm, yeah, he might have known, but if she wasn't with her husband and she's saying we in a relationship, then to this man, it wasn't a relationship between a married woman and him. It was a relationship between someone who had grown to be his woman. Mm-hmm. So when she left and went back to her husband, because legally that's what he still was, regardless right. of separation or not, and that's that is the way we understand it. Mm-hmm. In terms of their relationship, it was like, hold on a second, because mm-hmm. you you left him for me, yeah. and now you leaving me to go back to him. 
and then imagine you can we don't know what pillow talk looked like mm. we don't she was healing so we don't know what she was what all she was healing from so now you done sat here with me and told me that i'm the reason that you have enjoy right now and etc and i ain't you asking me to comprehend that you're gonna go back to this man after you done sit here with me and told me i was your healing uh-huh. Ooh, that's, but that's i deep. think i think too goes back to what you were saying Shamika, in terms of normalizing um mental health and just having those resources at your fingertips because at some point we have to realize I mean as black people especially because these are my people so I'm always for Mm -hmm. my people but (laughs) as just generationally we need to realize that healing does not come from someone else oh yeah clap it up yeah (laughs) we have to learn how to sit down and kind of have those conversations with ourselves or an actual professional that can actually help us progress, whether that be emotionally, mentally, physically, wherever, wherever you need that help to heal. Yeah, wherever you, you need, need to speak it. with someone who is an expert in that. And August is not the expert, and neither is Jada. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's kind of like it's human nature to you know seek someone else who can relate to find mm-hmm. that person, so you don't feel alone. But yeah. I think is we we have to start putting on the forefront those resources so people know like at the end of the day you don't you don't need anybody else for healing because sometimes you got to go through stuff by yourself because that's the only way you're going to seek healing really it's, it's a it's mm-hmm. a one-person job meaning like it's you might have a therapist job. but you got to do it yourself mm-hmm. and, and from the standpoint in which i stand in all honesty it ain't even going to be complete until i include god so Period. And that's like, period. End of sentence, right there. I could be, <laughs> you know, doing all the searching I want, but until I get to learn my creator, my father, like it's not, it, it ain't gonna happen because that's the relationship that needs to be intact first. And exactly. I, it's no hiding it, no anything. There's a thread on Twitter right now about therapists having therapists or mental health professionals mm-hmm. having mental health professionals. And I even included in that, you know, like I have one. Because once again, I gotta make sure I'm doing the work. And then I'm right. always constantly doing the work because. When you take on other people's issues, that can be triggering for you. And then you also can't hold on to other people's issues and just build up a pot that you're supposed to be giving, you know, healing from if you filling it up with people's hurt. Then I'm just serving you hurt again. Yeah. Yeah. And And then to take it a step further, like the way I even came into having a therapist, the program I was in, Trevecca is a firm believer in telling everybody in the program, uh, if you don't have a therapist, you need to get one. Mm-hmm. Every good therapist has a great therapist, so forth, so forth. I was getting a therapist before that because I was in a relationship that was moving to a level that I was like, okay, I'm getting to the point where I want to be. And I said I wanted to do things differently than I've seen them done. Mm-hmm. So, Laura, in order for me to be successful in this new level in which you take in my relationship and for me not to hurt this person because I don't know what life looks like after this, let me get with somebody. Mm-hmm. And thank God it happened that way because she ended up being there with me as that relationship crumbled, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But that was my thought process. And it's still my thought process when I get into a relationship. Hey, how are we, what are we doing to heal? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want my family reliving some of this stuff. Yeah, And what we hearing, it don't matter how much money you got. You huh. still repeat what you were raised yep. in. That, that thought process, nature versus nurture. Some stuff just in you. And until you learn how to deal with that, you're going to continue to pass it on. And that's what she said. She said she was attracted um, to healing him. And that's how she got in it because she was attracted to his hurt, basically. 
pretty and much. That's how she got into it. And then before she knew it, it was a full, they going on vacation, doing award shows. Having a whole, going on the press runs. With the, the whole girls. thing. <laughs> they doing a whole, whole lot. So would you all say so? That's That was a great, great word that we just went over with all of that. And I hope the listeners took a whole lot from it. So now I do want to ask this because I've seen it said on a couple of, I would say, Instagram influencers pages. I've seen people in the comments and I just want to touch on it to get what you all think. So online, people have been saying that Jada was a predator. For dealing with August mm-hmm. in the state he was in. What do you all think about that statement? Um, Shamika come in with the expert advice. <laughs> but I, I'll say my little tidbit because I'm pretty sure Shamika has a lot more to say in terms okay. of that. Um, but it is predatory behavior. Okay, explain. Do, do I think her intent was to become that person in August's life? No, but I do think she holds responsibility in knowing that August was going through the, the reason why they even connected was because August was looking for some type of mentor or some type of relationship that can help him through the things he were going through um, mm-hmm. in terms of his family and his mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so she knew he was going through to be with him. Because she was attracted to the fact that he was going through and she could finally be his healer because in her personal life, she couldn't control anything going on. So I feel like yes and <laughs> no because I had this conversation with my mom um, mm-hmm. and she's a counselor as well and she kind of talked. we got into wine scene and stuff and I was just like, that's completely separate. So I won't, I mean the Jada and August situation is an issue, but it's a completely different issue than intentionally going out to to abuse someone, um, okay. whether that be mental abuse, sexual abuse, or anything of that nature. Did she was she a predator at the end of the day? Looking at the whole situation, yes. But I think her intent was to self soothe, so from a selfish aspect because she would she wanted to feel so needed and so loved she went after someone who was vulnerable and needed something completely different um than what she gave and she fed herself and at mm. the end of the day this is what it is it's so you feel like she was a predator in regards to her looking out like self-preservation like she just went after her needs versus right. like she preyed on him like like the show how to catch a predator you don't Basically. feel like, you know in that way you feel like it was more so she just was selfish that's yep. almost what it sounds like that's exactly what i think mm-hmm. okay okay and what what does your mom say i'm just interested did she agree with that um she agreed um First of all, she's in love with Will Smith, so she's just been waiting on this <laughs> her, entire, her entire life. Um, but she was just kind of like, she feels like it's something bigger going on. Of course, we're, we'll never know that because it's not our business what's going on with um, right. Jada and Will in terms of their marriage. But she just kind of feels like Jada is definitely in the wrong. She just feels like she preyed on him because people with a healing... Um, who attached to hurt or like a healing spirit, so to say, like my grandma would say, um, mm-hmm. they can sense that from miles away. So she kind of feels like at the time, August being 21, 22, and Jada in her 40s, she should have had the wherewithal, the knowledge to sit back and understand that she's um, attracted to August in that way because she's going through her personal life mm-hmm. and she, she needed to heal by herself. But instead, she took that selfish opportunity to say, ooh, let me go over here to feel needed. And then in turn, he can fulfill my needs without realizing what's, you know, what's going on. She feels like it was a manipulated situation. 
Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. What -hmm. do you think about that, Shamika? So there's different aspects, but when I hear predator, I automatically think grooming. There's Mm. so many things about this we don't know because what's being stated is he came to me for healing. He came to me for healing, but and what was she intentionally grooming him? Because that automatically makes her a prey. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, also, when we think about a lot of times, the way we love is the way we were loved. Mm. So also how much of what we're seeing is, has not been addressed in terms of what happened in her childhood or what happened in her young adult life mm-hmm. that from her viewpoint made it okay with his age and what he was going through that I could heal you and love you mm-hmm. and not create her. Mm-hmm. So overall, Shamika speaking, not a <laughs> professional, I think it was predatory in the terms of just even looking at the age gap. Like this man is your son's friend. And that's when I said, how do we use this to not only advance public health, but talk about things that go on in our community. Mm. That that cougar mentality, like, oh, I'm in love with an older woman. Mm. Like we like we would say so much if it was weird. Yeah, yeah, they like, say if the roles were reversed, we would have so much more to say. Man, so much. And because it's a woman, like it's even now feeling conflicted, like, oh, like that's you know, that's that's a sister. Yeah. Like you know? Yeah, but I think that comes from two trying to normalize abuse. Yeah. So, so I was just um, I was getting there like, yes, like mm-hmm. so even even in that stance. Using the words predator, I think there are so many words, other words we could use mm-hmm. that would help this message get across to multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, it's like it is what it is. Because even a cougar is a predator. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This man was basically an antelope. He he was he was like prey for the minute he got to the gate. Like yeah. you you <laughs> oh, like just your your outward appearance and what I'm gaining from you internally says that you yeah. In so many ways, you easy and you're available. Like you right here under my fingertips. Yep. What I'm gonna go out and search for something else for when you right here, like just open to me. Because this whole aspect of the conversation being about healing, when I come to somebody in the place, when I come to somebody who's seeking something from them from a place of brokenness, mm-hmm. and then they bring me their brokenness in the sense that we gonna heal together, mm-hmm. is that not in a way grooming? Because you knew coming into the situation what you needed for me to open up to you mm. or i was already open to you all you had to do was use me the yep. way you saw fit and yep. this is a really eye-opening perspective that you're giving because i know initially when i heard and saw people calling her a predator online i was like that's too far that's too much but it's like when you break it down and give it the real context it was i would say it was some predatory behavior because you took advantage of a situation where somebody was a little bit more vulnerable, but you like you said, y'all both were hurt. Y'all both had things going on, mm-hmm. but in the sense of how you all are breaking it down, it is something to look at. And I think it's something that people just have to be very mindful of as they go forward in these situations to know, you know, am I jumping into an arena with something where I'm taking advantage or, mm-hmm. you know, and is this something I should probably just back away from because it's not going to end well for either one of us. Right. Yep. Wow, that was very like like Willow says on the show. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 
tell me this after being married for 25 years or at the time this happened about three or four years ago say they married for 20 plus years it's a long time and as I always say people can be married for a long they could be married 25 years and only 24 of them were happy we don't know we on the outside looking <laughs> in, you know but after being married for 25 years is it expected that quote-unquote entanglements might happen or that untraditional things may be allowed in the relationship or should it be that if you start to have the desire to do untraditional things that it may just be time to call it quits or not at this caveat or does it just <laughs> depend on what you want in your relationship uh i'll go with the last one so let me say this okay as a, <laughs> as a married christian woman in a christian uh-huh. relationship I hate <laughs> and when I say hey I, I don't even say I hate a lot of things I actually I despise how this situation here is or how any situation not just them even with like Sierra and Russell any high mm-hmm. I guess just celebrity couple anything can happen or if they're praised too much then people feel the need to attack the entire establishment of marriage. Girl, and let me say this before you carry on. I be, I sit here and think about Sierra and Russell. I think about Steph and Aisha. You know what? And when I say when I look at them, I be thinking like, Lord, please don't let one of them do something wrong. Cause they gonna, <laughs> I'm like, because if they if they do one wrong thing, baby, they're going to be on suicide watch. Because as much as the world loves these couples, baby, they will crucify you in a minute. I be just be thinking like, Steph, I, Steph, please don't mess with one of these hoes out here. Please. <laughs> I just be thinking like Lord or Russell, whoever, because I know what you're saying is the truth. But Carrie, I just had to say that because I be feeling sorry for him. No, it's like they held on such a high pedestal. Like, damn, this nigga can't slip at so, all. I mean, he can't go pee in the wrong person's bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it's just too much, and I feel like even when somebody's like, let's talk about Sierra and Russell since they came yeah. up. Like the fact that Sierra like just swoons over him and Russell just love clearly loves his wife love his family loves God they better love each other forever because the day they don't baby <laughs> it's going down <laughs> it's going down they love each other but even in that somebody can screenshot what Russell says about Sierra just looking beautiful in the grocery store that day and says something like Russell a simp you know everybody ain't like that uh, yeah, yeah. Just, like even then even in the lovely state that he's in in love with a beautiful black woman with a beautiful black marriage beautiful black family somebody finds a way something wrong to to swindle in there to say marriage ain't all that you know just to yeah. what marriage is let's be, be corny all this yeah all that craziness let's be clear god made marriage to be a beautiful unity on earth to not only love on each other to multiply to make beautiful babies to have purpose to other people to other couples to um create generations of just wealth love just beautiful beautiful light and i just feel like with black people in our culture we're so used to toxicity Mm -hmm. abuse um we find it weird when we are yeah we are so used to uh to being treated badly yes that when somebody is doing it right so well we like that shit too good to be true. Yes. <laughs> and then when stuff shit does hit the fan in Will and Chayla's situation, it's like, I knew it. Shit yeah. Will was gay. Do yeah. you know somebody said that? I don't know. I think maybe the shade room or something like what? They yeah, didn't tell Will went, to bring his uh boyfriend to the red table. I was yeah, like, oh my I saw God. somewhere it was like a meme. Well, not a meme, but like just a quote 
uh, post where they were saying that August actually came in as Will and Jada's sex slave. And oh, I'm just looking God. like, and you you cannot believe the comments where people were just eating it up like, damn. Oh, yeah. it, Misery loves company. Misery loves company. I'm like, it's no way somebody read this and got like clarity from it. Like this just looks like foolishness. Like what in the world? So like for people to me, 25 years of marriage, no, you should never expect. Now, should you expect hardship? Yes, you will go through things as a couple. I mean, he may lose his job. You may lose yours. Yeah. Just spiritually, individually, you may go through things. I know like I tell Mel all the time, you know, I know the day may be coming. I hope it comes when I'm old and gray, you know. <laughs> but one day my mom will have to leave this earth. Right, right. Put me in a straitjacket. I'm not gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and you know, you, yeah, you that's that's a very true statement. And like you said, we hope it's the day where we're old and gray and and, and count, can deal with it better. You right. Know? But like it just put just put me in the guest room, lock the door, just let me have my moment. But even in that, like you go through things individually that mm-hmm. has on your marriage but when you go through things and you're married you go through things with god and your spouse yeah adding other people is not normal um cheating on your spouse or i don't like i've heard the wackiest excuses from dudes who just cheat on a girlfriend um, like what like, give wives, like oh um i just she just don't feed my soul she don't uh-huh. take- you don't tell me I'm fine. It's just like, really, dude? Like, literally, I was talking to somebody uh, that plays basketball overseas, and he was like, you know, he's not, he's not American, and he was saying like, literally, dudes would be like, it don't count because it ain't in America. Like, what? What? Excuse me? Like, and what like, kind of excuses are these? <laughs> this is super whack. It's super whack. Think putting years on it. It doesn't matter how long you've been married, and yes, you know, being married. And then let me make another thing clear. Because you are married and you have chosen your, well, God has chosen your spouse, but you have said yes to the Lord. And mm-hmm. then you went down that aisle and you said, I do. You are not blind. You are not. You know when somebody fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, you, you, you're like, you're still human. You may see somebody like, dang. You're going to see fine people. You're going to see you're somebody going- that look better than your wife or your husband. However. You're going to see attractive people. But Michael B. Jordan is walking this earth. Let's be Hello. clear. So, <laughs> uh, low. I got the biggest crush on Ty Dolla Sign. I ain't attracted to crackheads or nothing, but he find me. Who is who you see? <laughs> Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, oh God, his voice is sexy. Look, it's his voice. I, you are the only person that can. Yeah, it's his voice. It's his voice, girl. That's what it is. But I, like, it's just like I would never be caught in a room with Ty Dolla Sign where somebody could be like, "Oh, Tori creeping on male." Like, no. you just have to be sound to yourself, regardless of what's going on. Your source will always be God. And you have to have some self-control. And self-control and self-awareness to oh, know, yeah. like, I'm not okay in this moment. And the thing is, you have to realize that a lot of times things are just moments. Because, like, Jada and Og, they had a moment. And sometimes yeah. that's all it is. Like, I've even said this to people that I've dated before. that I, Well, I won't say dated. Like, I, we hung out a couple times. We had a couple good experiences. And in the moment of going through that moment that, you know, felt good. And I'm not talking about sex. But I was with the person. And I knew in that moment that this is going to be nothing more than this moment (laughs) it's not going to be a relationship it's not going to be a court it's not going to be anything more so i was just like let me enjoy it and so i think that more people have to be able to have all the tools that you just said the self-awareness the self Mm -hmm. 
um, self-control to know that I'm in a relationship. I'm in a, whether you're married or not, I'm committed to this, this thing that I am in and to, um, I think say, okay, I've been married 25 years. That don't give me the right to just start what bringing other. You get to start bringing other women home. I can just start bringing other men oh. home. Like and hey, never because yeah. people think it's respectful to have a relationship where you can go to your spouse or your girlfriend or your or your um boyfriend or your you know whatever your partner and say, oh babe, you know I found such and such attractive. Like the first you, of all, that's you want you want to get your teeth knocked out. That's what that is not cute. Number one, I number guess two. that it ain't cute in no capacity. And if you whoever listen to this, if you ever date me, don't ever think that shit is cute. I don't. That is not cute. I just like to see people talk about. Uh, well, just to have this situation and bring up different conversations and to see people have those conversations, whether it be in comments or just be in a room with people. I'm taking note because I'm like, it, and it's not okay because I know I dated somebody who used to always talk about all his celebrity crushes. Now I get it. Everybody know I love Chris Brown. That's my one boo. So I talk about him <laughs> all the time, but don't be constantly even telling me about these celebrities you like, because I don't know. You can meet these celebrities, be real regular people. You might see that bitch in public. So, you know, like, oh, I'm like, I don't want to hear about it. So, yeah, I'm not okay with yes. what you said about like coming, even saying like, I found so-and-so attractive. Or I like, no, I mean, I think you should have a transparency with your partner where you can talk about things, but that's not it. Yeah, we're not, we shouldn't be talking about Other your people. transgressions and where like you slip up. What you really should be coming to me is when the issue first comes up. Mm -hmm. And if you do feel less valued in this relationship, that's when you come to me and say, babe, you know, I do like words of affirmation. I love to be complimented. And you haven't complimented me lately. Like, what's going on? What's up? Maybe she going through something. Maybe he's going through something where he hasn't, he hasn't taken the time to notice that you put on a three-piece suit for work Monday because his, their mental is just so all over the place. They can't focus on that. That part. to show your compassion in a marriage, that's how you do that. You communicate because something's probably going on with them as well. So you have you breaking open that conversation, y'all healing a whole lot more than you think. And you don't, what you don't do on top of that is you don't go and take, if you feel a way about me not giving you words of affirmation, you don't go to work and start talking about said girl, talking to said person about us. No. You don't go nowhere. Don't go to the gas station. Right. And talk about that. And go listen to the episode on dating coworkers. So yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, I think I, I definitely agree with that. I think that you know entanglements. I think with time, more time does leave a window for more things to happen. But mm-hmm. it's all about the partnership you have and the trust in what you've built, and knowing that the ultimately the respect that you have yeah. for one another is supposed to be what keeps things straight and narrow. And again, like I said, if you all, some people I know, I know a couple that's married and y'all might be into swinging. Y'all might be into bringing other people in the room. That might be what y'all done the whole marriage. That's y'all thing. But That's your business. Yes, your business. <laughs> but I don't think that if I've been married to you for 20 years on year 21, you come to me talking about, I want Barbara, this is Shirley. I want to bring Shirley in the bedroom. You know? No. That's what that's we're not, not going to do. I think we should remind people of the the beginning of the beginning. Eve ruined the world mm. from temptation of listening to a snake to eat an apple, mm. and she was supposed to be with Adam. That was her. That was her. She was Adam's rib, and she out here eating apples, all distracted <laughs> with snakes in the apple. Distracted. Oh, child, I don't like the adultery, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
be where you at. <laughs> be where you at and stay there. So what do you think, Shamika? What do you think, you know, after a certain amount so, of time? Yeah. Carry on. My personal piece, and then I'll get into another piece. Um, <laughs> Jesus must love me. I know he loves me so very much because if it's at the 20, if it's, if the rule is after 25 years, some stuff going to happen, he doing the countdown. Like, so when baby girl need to meet her husband. <laughs> so then, you know, the death part may happen at 25 or right? so, <laughs> Yeah, I ain't with I ain't with that. Not about that life. With, not about that life. So what I want to bring into to the picture is and Tori touched on pretty much all of these pieces. That is one. Um, in the basis of which I have grown and built my foundation of my understanding of marriage. It is not a marriage between two people at all. It is a marriage between God. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a vow that's taken before him. It's, it is a relationship that has him in it. And those two flesh become one flesh. So therefore, the relationship is with one flesh and God. So just a little, um, if we look in Ephesians, it states for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church mm-hmm. and gave up his life for her. In Genesis, it states, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And then if I even look at the marriage vows themselves, Mm. it says, I take you to be my wife or husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health, Mm. to love and to cherish, till death do us part. And now for most of us, what we heard was, you know, for the rest of our lives, you know, et cetera, um, from this day forth, there's also a version that says, according to God's holy law, and this is my solemn vow. While, why I brought these things up (laughs) um, was not uh, for the audience to, by any means, like, throw my religion out there. It was to say, no, no matter your religious context, Every religion has something specific that it states about marriage. Mm-hmm. And then even if you are atheist, there's still guidelines. <laughs> a a belief that you hold for your reason why you even get married. Right. For people who believe in marriage, there's a belief system on why you got married. There's a reason why you chose to tie yourself to one person. To one person. So if we're looking at and I gotta bring it up the way they ended it. Bad marriage for life. Tell us that about is it. No way, my goal. Tell us about it. Ain't it ain't it. We are now introducing a new segment to the podcast. This is called Living Single. We want you guys to send in any of your relationship questions, if you need advice, or if you just want to give feedback on the show on a topic that we've discussed. Feel free to DM them on Instagram to Shannon Montana, or you can inbox me on Facebook, Living Single, and we'll definitely be touching on these topics on each episode going forward. So you were saying, you know, on the show, Shamika, they definitely said, you know, we ride together, we die together, bad marriage for life. And definitely it was a laughable yet cringeworthy moment. I cringe. Uh-huh. <laughs> that part. Is- it was terrible. So Shamika, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, we doing the work before we even get ready to go into marriage. Um, Cause I'm a firm believer in premarital work. Mm-hmm. If that's your mindset, then that's, that's a red flag. That's a flag on the play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> flag on the play. And then 
the people who are like, oh, we might get into an argument, but we just going to sleep in another bedroom. That ain't the way I'm trying to live either. No. I, I'm an affectionate person. I like intimacy on all levels. Mm. Total me. Please. Yeah. Like, look, I don't want to go to bed mad. I've waited how long to, to be married and know what it's like <laughs> to have the other side of my bed field on a daily basis? Man, please. Um, yeah, we're going to have to figure something else out. That ain't it. <laughs> so, nah. um, in a sense of what, what does communication look like? Mm. Because that's the problem. Like some people, are like, oh, we don't communicate. And it's like Tori said, being open enough to say, I want to cheat or I want to bring somebody else into this marriage ain't the type of openness I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Either. Not at it's, all. What led to those feelings? If you feel like I'm, you know, not doing something for you, in the words of Kelly Price, you should have told me. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, baby. You should have told me. I was, I wasn't enough. <laughs> exactly. Like, you better tell me. Let me know something. Like, don't have me looking like Boo Boo the Fool, especially not in no marriage. Um, not at all. And then on top of that, like, it should never be a bad marriage for life. Like, if marriage is an institute <laughs> built by God or created by God and supposed to be this loving thing and it's something that we be fruitful and we multiply in, we're not trying to multiply mess. And I'm right. leaving in that. So, like, what, what do we need to do to to correct or to come together and figure out what it is we want because I understand we grow and we're going to change that's something that I talk to my couples about in therapy like growth happens and just like how if you with your high school sweetheart or no matter when you met your significant other as you all grow you change you're not going to be the same person nobody expects you to be the same person or the same person to them Mm -hmm. right as you grow you have to learn how does the love grow how does our how has our love been adapted with this growth yeah what does that mean and just even in the sense of if someone's having an affair in marriage therapy you ask there are no secrets and then it's are you going to end that affair because if not Mm. how if my job as a marriage therapist is to be pro the relationship. I need to know what relationship I'm being pro. Right. <laughs> y'all in the office and I'm working on y'all, but you still, you know, dibbling that way. Yeah, you going back to the streets. <laughs> I ain't in the streets. I don't know what to do with that. I, you coming you home mad and we talking about the process of how to handle the anger between the two of y'all, but you ain't even mad at her or mad at him. You mad at your side piece. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? Like, what That's, a whole lot. That? That's a whole lot. You ain't even mad at me, but you sit here taking it out on me. Yeah, so like even like they are, talk- they are you know, I've had conversations with people like, you know, they're therapists within the poly community that deal with specific issues because, you know, relationships look so different and you have to talk and speak with someone who understands that or even someone who would be open to bringing in all parties. Mm. Like, Meaning, like, including the side piece, but in a in a in a poly relationship, relationship, they're just relationship. Oh, yeah, a poly relationship. Everybody's are everyone's partners. Like, there is no such thing as a side piece. So, there had a there are cups for everybody's type of tea. Mm. I may not be your cup, and I might not be your tea, (laughs) but. There is some there is somebody out there for that. Mm-hmm. And no matter what your commitment looks like, once again, for me, it's I'm tying in on that piece of commitment. Mm-hmm. If you at some point feel strongly to be committed to me, then your belief, whatever that belief is, when it gets to the point where you have feelings that are opposite of that, we need to revisit the table. Yep. And if it truly is you no longer feel the desire to be committed to me, 
divorces are expensive, mm-hmm. but what we need to do to get this, mm-hmm. because there's no sense in both of us being unhappy and then doing things, because here's the other piece. When you go out seeking that healing outside of your loved one and come back, we got to heal again. So mm. the one thing you were avoiding, we still got to do. You still got to work on it. Hello, somebody. Speak that. And then you end up hurting. Girl, you end up hurting. Your, you really, I said, girl, like we in a conversation. <laughs> you end up hurting yourself essentially because it's just so many. Like Pastor Michael Todd today, he talked about how you can do things and whether you had intention or behind it or not, there was that interaction that was made. If that's not what you were supposed to be doing in that moment, there are consequences for that. And you're going to mm-hmm. have to deal with that now or later. But eventually, at some point, you're going to have to confront and deal with those consequences. So I think a lot of people don't realize that. So if you just nip stuff in the bud from the beginning, we wouldn't have to waste so much time. Oh, or my favorite one, it's like, oh, you you just being petty. You don't know how to let the past go. Or every time, you know, the reason why you can't trust me is because of you. Like, I do this stuff because I get tired of you accusing me, so I'm just going to do it. Do, oh, Ooh. Um, that would get you so, shot right there. I'm that's the toxicity and the toxicity of it all. I'm just going because you accusing me of cheating. What what Keisha Cole say, I should have cheated. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're going to go out and do. Mm-hmm. That's kind of manipulation because you just yeah, absolutely. You want her to shut up. So now she, or he or she, is scared to say what's really on their mind or just share their insecurities with you who are supposed to be their partner and in marriage, your lifetime partner, your spiritual partner, all of the above. Yeah. And now they scared to even open up to share their vulnerability with the one person they're <clears throat> supposed to be able to share it with. Right. And that means so, that if you, and if you can't do it, if you can't share it with that one person again, that's another issue that you mm-hmm. need to be trying to tackle. Yeah. So, that, so that's what I want to just wrap my point up on, on this piece is just the factor of, what we saw, what what I saw from the lens I was looking at at the Red Table Talk when we talk about 25 years and should things be allowed after 25 years, I don't know what happened in their relationship prior yeah. to this point. I don't know what Will did because that ain't been stated. If he mm-hmm. did anything, what I know is what I saw at that table. And what I saw was some of Jada's mannerisms were just like, why do I feel this way watching this? But then also the piece is like, this is a woman that's clearly learning to find her voice. Because mm-hmm. even in that interaction, some of the things she said, and he would like push her to be like, nah, just say what it is. Mm-hmm. If she's learning to be who she is in that marriage, and I'm going to say my piece, and no matter what you say, it's not going to bother me, that looks different to all of us, but only they know what that growth looks like. Yeah. Because there's a side of me that could see that maybe Jada's like way of responding on this situation and being what it is. It's like, I did what I did. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm done with it. And then also I'm a label it and say how I want to say about it because it's a reflection of how I feel. And you don't get to tell me how I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, 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 we didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't know the whole story around that. We so don't. If in 25 years I'm learning how to be me in a relationship, all over again because we haven't been doing the work as we go I can't speak to how that 25 is going to look at our 25 year anniversary but what I can speak to or hope to is that we ain't bringing in no other people Mm. unless it is a therapist and it ain't going to be to have no relationship other than the one of them helping us fix our relationship right Um, and hold on, but something I want to add into that is something you just pointed out is Jada going through her own process and her own healing. Yes, they've been married for 25 years, but it might have been at just year 20 
when Jada was finally able to start showing up as who she really is. Because in several of these Red Table Talk episodes, she's talked about how a lot of what they did was what Will wanted to do. Mm -hmm. She didn't want the big mayor. She didn't want the big birthday party. She didn't want the big house. She didn't want a lot of it. She was like, you know, Will, you did all this for you. And he admitted a lot of it was driven by ego. So again, we are on the outside looking in, but I think another part of that is Jada, Jada, and I'm sure Will as well are still going through their own healing, learning and growing process. So, yeah, we have 25 years, you know, legally on the table being married. But really, just the last five of them is when I started to really learn who I was in the midst of this marriage and in and being, you know, Will Smith's wife and all that comes with. So, yeah, um, I think that's something else that people have to realize. And again, that goes back to realizing that these celebrities are human beings at the end of the day. Amen. Yep. And there just, are people. just the, you know, the, the only, the only final piece I was going to say, which ties in perfectly, Shane, to what you're saying, I understand nobody's perfect, but mm-hmm. that is why I'm advocating for myself that even when it gets hard to continue to do the work. Yeah. Right. Because I don't want, I'm a firm believer. I don't want to be someone to hurt someone. And there's always a point in life where you're the villain in somebody's story. That's unavoidable. Even when you're not the villain, there's a way they can there's a way from their viewpoint you still could be the villain. Mm -hmm. But it gets to the point where it's like, I'm protect myself. And I don't want to be in a marriage where I feel like I got to protect myself and I don't care if I'm the villain in your story because it's about saving me. Mm -hmm. Because in a marriage, we should be able to love each other and be there for each other, Mm -hmm. not be the reason I need to save myself from you. Right, right. I agree. So what would you say, Tori, in your closing thoughts on the matter? Um, I just think... um... Because, you know, I don't want to just talk about Will and Jada. Just in general. <laughs> but I want to say, I hope the listeners know that. We, yeah, we talked about Will, Jada, and Og, but a lot of what we've talked about are just life Bro. skills and mm-hmm. things that you can apply to any situation. And I hope the yep. listeners have been able to take that. Most definitely. Um, just in relationships, especially in marriage, I think the um, idea of grace mm-hmm. provides grace. Yeah. And having that respect of real open communication um it's just slept on it we just gotta start embrace we just gotta we have to start (laughs) embracing healthy marriages in our yes um and embracing grace and learning not to tear down but to really understand because like Shamika said, we don't know the whole story. So who's to say Jada didn't come to Will and say, hey, I'm feeling a certain way. Or Will didn't come to Jada and say, hey, I'm feeling a certain way. At some point, they did decide to separate. So we do have to, even in my marriage now with Mel, if he comes to me and say he's feeling a way, even if it has nothing to really do with me as his partner, as his assigned helpmate, it is my responsibility to understand my boundaries, but to also give him the resources for him to become whole again. Because mm-hmm. that does not just because one of us are going through something or both of us may be going through something in our marriage and now it's a strain does not give me the yes man to then check out whether that means yeah. physically or whatever. So we have to um, allow each other grace just to understand that we are going to go through things. We are going to change, but to have that respect and open communication to understand that you are in a marriage and your responsibility goes far beyond you. What me and Mel are going to create as a couple it's going to affect generations and generations and generations after. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can't be making mistakes or not being intentional in everything we do, whether that be with, with each other in our personal lives and our professional lives. We can't lack the intention or the purpose or the God behind it um, out of seeking selfish 
uh, desires. We just you just can't do that. And in any relationship, professional, um, platonic, romantic, you have to give people grace. You have to. Grace is so important because I always tell people in relationships of any kind, you aren't always going to get it right. And you have to be able to extend grace and give people the benefit of your doubt in situations. And you have to learn how far you need to extend that grace and how often you need to extend it. Because if somebody's taking your grace for granted, then that's a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But grace, I think, is absolutely necessary. And I think that um, Will and Jada... (laughs) right now or back when this happened had to give each other some grace in order to get to where we presume they are because again we're on the outside looking in they may legally be married but they really may just be like well you know this is just my partner like they don't have any you know romantic connection we don't know nor do i really even care i mean but fist pump yeah you know they 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 good for a fist pump and a high five (laughs) they didn't know I was like, they don't really give no affection. Like, Will might give like a little peck on the cheek, but they do come across more as like friends. Yeah. And hell, you know, after being with somebody that long, yeah, that's what it may turn into. <laughs> like, this, this my buddy right here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But, um, you know, this is something I think we could definitely talk about all day, but we won't. And I think we've talked about enough, and this is a conversation I want us to continue to have to, uh, in regards to creating the normalcy around healthy and happy and loving black relationships mm-hmm. and what those look like and what those feel like and I think of course in listening to episodes of the podcast you can learn what they don't look like and what you should not be doing absolutely um, but they're ongoing things and I think that wow this was just a, a hot topic that we wanted to um, touch on I think that ultimately this is something that you know people, some listeners might have dealt with something like this. And it's my hope that maybe this conversation can aid you and how to deal with it if you are still de- dealing with it. But I do want to close it by saying, people, let's not be distracted. Yeah, we like yeah. and Jada. We, you know, we, we, we are interested in the drama. The world loves drama, but let's not be distracted by the bigger picture. And, you know, Black Lives Matter always have, always will. We need to arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor. And there's so much other work Yep. we have to do and we cannot allow conversations um, around these things you know extend beyond what they are yes this is going to be a 30-45 minute podcast we'll talk about it but then when you're done listening get back out there and do the work whatever that work looks like for you so that black lives can matter and we can stop being killed senselessly yes so on that note give yourselves a round of applause Woo! your opinions are always valued and appreciated <laughs> Um, again, they should know where to find you guys on Instagram. I'll make sure I tag you all. Um, and we'll be right back with the Montana Minute. And now this brings us to the Montana Minute. The first thing, yes, we talked a lot about Jada and her entanglement. However, make sure you don't miss the many messages that were given because ultimately we are all for healthy and whole relationships overall. The next thing, I do think that Jada and Og were two consenting adults. However, when you throw trauma in the mix, it never ends well. And the last thing, make sure you make these people sign NDAs if you never want your business in these streets, celebrity or not. So be sure to visit our website at www.tobesingleornottobe.com to make a purchase from our new Savage Summer Collection. And I leave you to decide, to be single or not to be, that is the question. Signing off, yours truly, Shanna Montana.